Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Friday, November 22nd, and this is your FT News Briefing. Google might hit a roadblock when it comes to its multi-billion dollar deal for Fitbit. Prosecutors will hit Israel's prime minister with corruption charges and work on one of China's largest skyscrapers halts after the developer defaults on a payment. Plus, I'll look into why Charles Schwab is ready to put down $25 billion to acquire TD Ameritrade. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Politicians and privacy campaigners aren't too keen on the idea of Google buying Fitbit and getting the data that comes with the deal. Google is looking to snap up the fitness tracker for just a shade over $2 billion. But getting control of Fitbit means getting the health information of 27 million Fitbit users. Heart rates, physical activity, and sleep data that would all go to Google, allowing it to create a new range of personalized health services. And so, privacy and antitrust advocates have asked the Federal Trade Commission to block the deal. The Open Markets Institute, Public Citizen, and the Electronic Privacy Information Center say that combining sensitive health data with Google's current services could, quote, entrench its monopoly power. Google's deal for Fitbit puts it in a good place to catch up to Apple when it comes to wearable devices. Apple shipped a little more than 5 million watches in the second quarter. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is going to be hit with several corruption charges. The FT's Mehul Shrivastava has more. Well, what happened on Thursday was that the Attorney General unveiled a series of criminal charges against uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. And it seems quite likely that Mr. Netanyahu will have to stand trial on charges of bribery, which is a really big one here, and then some lower charges of fraud and breach of trust in three separate cases that involve his relationships with wealthy businessmen with media barons and the owner of a telecoms company here called Bezek. Mehul, Israel has already had two elections this year. What do these charges mean for the country from a political standpoint? Well, there's two different things that have been happening at the same time. First of all, these charges were a long time in the coming. Mr. Netanyahu has been prime minister for 10 years. This investigation is maybe two and a half, three years old. But the timing just coincided in such a way that the attorney general unveiled the charges Thursday But on Wednesday, it became clear that neither Mr. Netanyahu nor his main rival could form a government. So the country was headed towards a third election anyways. And now you have the possibility that in this third election, Mr. Netanyahu, who's by far the most popular leader this country has had in decades, will have the possibility of a criminal prosecution hanging over his head. And in the past decade, we've seen a global skyscraper boom in China with many of the tallest buildings in the world shooting up across the country. But now a subsidiary of China's largest construction group has suspended work on one of the country's tallest skyscrapers, the Wuhan Greenland Center. The building in the central Chinese city was set to crack 475 meters. But the developer, Greenland Group, became the latest in a string of companies to default on a payment. Other cash-strapped developers have also struggled to keep up their skyscraper projects. The FT found that more than a dozen buildings higher than 300 meters in China are either behind schedule or have been postponed. As one analyst pointed out to the FT, unfinished skyscrapers are a sign of an economic recession because they cost so much to build. And China reported year-on-year growth of 6% in the third quarter. It was the slowest pace in three decades. 
And here's a story you should know more about. On Thursday, news emerged that brokerage Charles Schwab was nearing an agreement to buy rival TD Ameritrade for $25 billion. One analyst said this combination would create a goliath in wealth management. The deal means that it's going to be even harder for smaller names to survive in the industry. As the FT's Eric Platt points out, there are casualties in a price war. For months, people have been waiting for this kind of consolidation to sweep the industry. What we've been watching in the background is this huge price war between different online brokerages where you can trade stocks or commodities or really what have you. And in the discount space, you know, Charles Schwab, think of TD Ameritrade, think E-Trade. These are the names that, you know, millions of consumers know. And they've been in a price war for years now where they've been cutting fees. And earlier this year, Schwab cut fees on some trades or commissions to zero and it sent reverberations across the industry. And really, it was seen as a scale game. You know, you needed to be really big, make money on the cash that is sitting in people's accounts that they're not trading with. Or otherwise, you know, you're just going to see your profitability erode and erode. For a company like TD Ameritrade, which is much more exposed and has a much greater share of its revenue generated from commissions on trades, if they cut to zero, they're not just eliminating, you know, like 5% of their revenue. It's tens, 20%, much more than that. And it's much more significant than it is for Charles Schwab, which initiated this race to zero. So if Charles Schwab isn't making money off fees, how are they making money? Sure. So let's say you have $10,000 in your Charles Schwab account and you buy 90 shares of, I don't even know what would get you to like $9,000, right? And then you buy something else for $500 and you've got $500 left in your account. You're like, "Mm, I don't really want to invest that right now. Let's just leave that in cash. This isn't an interest-bearing savings account, right? You're just leaving that cash in your account. Charles Schwab takes that money. They are earning money on that because it's just cash that's sitting there. They can invest it in you know, treasuries or whatnot and earn a few percentage points. Now, multiply that by you know, hundreds of billions of dollars, and it adds up. So let's swing back around to Charles Schwab and TD Ameritrade. Why is, from the TD part of this, why are they interested? TD's stock was hit tremendously and much more aggressively than Charles Schwab's earlier this year when when Schwab took its commissions down to zero. And so they know consolidation needs to happen. The question is, like, how can you get as big as you can as quickly as possible? So when Charles Schwab comes knocking, okay, yes, we will engage in discussions with you. This is something that makes sense. And actually what's interesting is if you look at one of their competitors, E-Trade, Many people in the industry, including advisors we spoke to, had thought E-Trade was going to sell itself to either TD or Schwab because it needed a buyer. Now, E-Trade shares tumbled after you know news first came out that Schwab and TD Ameritrade were really close to an agreement. And that's because its two most likely acquirers are out of the picture, seemingly. Eric, I want to play you a clip of Charles Schwab, the founder and chief executive of the company, being interviewed on CNBC last month. This was right after the group slashed its trading fees to zero. But this aggressive move on your part is sparking a lot of talk about more consolidation in the business. It probably will happen. Is there going to be three or four competitors? Is it going to be you, Ameritrade, Robinhood? Where does this end? Well, it could be, and we don't know how that will unfold, but that's a very logical conclusion that that will occur. Looking back, this feels like a bit of foreshadowing with yesterday's acquisition talks. Mr. Schwab says consolidation is a logical conclusion. Eric, can we expect more consolidation in the industry? Oh, completely. And you're you're not just even seeing it in the online brokerages, right? We're seeing it in the fund managers. Earlier this week, the FT broke that Russell Investments, this $293 billion asset manager, is up for sale. Why? Because 
even in that industry, a few cents that you can earn on any trade or any fund that someone's invested in. And so they need to sell because they need to get bigger because if you're not the big guy, um, you know, it feels like you're going to get squashed. That's really their, <laughs> their approach to this right now. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back next week for the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Amy Keene and me, Mark Filipino. Our editor is Amelia Mahasik. We also had help from Gavin Coleman and Michael Bruning. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.